Coming up on today's Finding Peace Within podcast. And in our journey, thank you, Holy Spirit. In our journey, things will drop off as you're walking. Things will begin to release. Things will begin to drop off that you don't need in this new season of your life. So get your pen and your pad as we continue to take this journey to finding peace within together. Hello and welcome back to Finding Peace Within. I am your host, Lisa L. Dalton. If this is your first time visiting Finding Peace Within, welcome. And if you are a repeat guest, welcome back. Finding Peace Within was created to help you find your authentic self through spiritual awareness. And how do we do that? Well, we do it by studying the Word of God, being honest with who we are, and making the changes we need to make in order to have peace within our souls. If you would like to connect with me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at Lisa Wilson Dalton. You can find me on Twitter at I am Lisa Dalton. Instagram, Dalton.Lisa, and LinkedIn, Lisa L. Dalton. I'm going to say again, get your pens and your pads as we continue to take this journey to finding peace within together. Now, let's get into what we're going to be talking about today. But before we start that, I want to say I hope everyone had a wonderful Valentine's Day and that you just didn't get a gift, that you also gave a gift. You just didn't receive some love, but you gave some love. I I gave some love and I received some love. I love getting flowers and my husband showered me with my beautiful roses, which are still alive um, today a week later. But I thank God for um, well, for what he's doing in our lives. And hey, I want to give a big shout out to my husband and the Leviticus Singers of Charlotte. Um, those of you who don't know, but we are a music ministry. We've been singing for about, ah, I know about 14, 15 years now, but we have a new single titled God is Love. And God is Love has um, made the billboards once again at number one. So we give God a hand clap of praise for that on the Nielsen BDS radio billboards for the third week. So shout out to my love. Um, job well done. Um, working hard and um, just trying to make it do what the Lord has assigned us to do. If you also didn't know, we also have a music video that goes along with the single. So you can go to YouTube and Google God is Love, Stephen Dalton, and watch the real life stories of uh, of us. There are um, three of us that um, share our story in the video of God is Love. Real stories, nothing fictitious, nothing that we made up. It is real real life stuff going on so um last week we talked about um when passion and doubt meets today we're going to continue in that same realm of um, passion and doubt but we're going to take a different route today um our topic is how let me see let me make sure i get it right let me get it right how's the chase that's it. How's the chase? Five ways to get from today to tomorrow. I'm going to share with you a story uh, of, a, of a little family 
their cave family. They lived in a cave uh, who knew nothing about tomorrow as all they did was live for today. And there are some of us that don't have dreams for tomorrow and we really do live for today. But God has more for us um, in store. He said when he left his Holy Spirit, he said, greater works will you do. So that obviously means that God has more for us to do. We just have to, as we talked about last week, ask him what it is that he has for us to do. Shall we pray? Lord, we thank you for this day. We honor your name. We just praise you, Father. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, for dying on the cross for our sin. We thank you for just waking us up on today, giving us life, health, and strength. We thank you for allowing us just to have the the courage and the ability to stand in our truth Lord whatever that truth is for in your word we are no longer ashamed of what we've been through and of the things that we've experienced in life so we thank you today for freedom we ask that you be with us as we continue to walk in the light that you've shown us as the light is guiding us through the dark places that your spirit will continue to guide us through the valleys and the high places and the low places. We just know that it's already done in your word. You, you, We already have the victory and we're walking and working backwards. Just give us the faith that we need to have to stand strong as we go forth in our journey um, and learning more about you and learning more about your word and more about what you have ordained for us to do while here on earth be with me as i go through this lesson allow it to touch the heart of someone who may be doubting right now who doesn't understand the call that's on their life and give them the tools that they need to go from today to tomorrow in jesus name we pray amen amen so over the holidays I spent some time just um, watching some old movies. Um, I still have my portable DVD player. (laughs) I still have a VCR player. Everybody's not watching movies on YouTube and Hulu and all those other online movie outlets. So I still have DVDs that I pop into my portable DVD player sometimes. Mm. But I watched this movie. It's called The Cruds. And the Cruds is a family of cave people. They live in the cave and only the cave. They gather their food during the day and hover in the cave at night. Um, like bats. Well, bats come out at night, but these people only came out during the day and they stayed in the cave at night. They pay very close attention to the time of day as they would dare not to get caught out other cave at nightfall they had a 16 year old teenage daughter her name was Epp just like most typical teenage girls Epp wanted to get out and explore life she she was a wild child she had a wild side to her she didn't want to follow the rules of the house she was very disrespectful and rebellious to her parents and um, she was very cruel to her siblings and always looking for a way out Very rebellious. Um, Some of us probably have that same testimony. Climbing through the windows and going out locked doors and asking our siblings to let us in when we were past curfew. One night, she found a hole in the cave and escaped out into the wilderness. Unfamiliar territory during the night. Fearful but yet curious. 
what and who she ran into changed the life of the cruds. How many of us have often gone into dark places or some place that we weren't familiar with that changed our lives? Let's continue with the story. She ran into a young boy named Guy. Guy was a caveman too, but he was an orphan. His family died in the midst of the earth being destroyed. She watched him make fire, which she had never seen before. She listened to him talk about the light and tomorrow. You see, the crusts didn't have hope for tomorrow and only light and the only light they knew of was daylight. They didn't even know there was a moon. They just knew it got dark and they had to get back in the cave. Her father discovered she had slipped out of the house and grounded her for days. Unknowing to the father, the cave they call home will soon be destroyed by the earthquake. So Guy was running to tomorrow because he knew there was going to be an earthquake. I'll continue with the story. As time went on, Father Crowd found himself being led to the light by little Guy. His family was now in the hands of an orphan who was smitten by his daughter and had a plan for his future. One day, Elp and Guy were having a conversation where she asked him, where were they going? He said the earth was being destroyed and we have to go to tomorrow. Tomorrow was a land of milk and honey to, to Guy. There were no fears there. There was nothing but happiness and happy light. Eb told Guy she had never heard of tomorrow as they only looked forward to eating and going back into the cave. Doing something new was not a part of their family culture. So in the movie, they would, it, it was almost like bears. They would go and hibernate, I mean, and come out of their cave and eat all the food they could eat for that day and then go back in the cave because they didn't know there was a such thing as tomorrow. Now here is what got me. God always kept telling the family, we're going to tomorrow. They didn't understand what he meant, but they trusted in his vision. They trusted in his dream. When they came to the land of the light, God said, we have reached tomorrow. We have reached tomorrow. What is your tomorrow? That's something I want you to think about. What is your tomorrow? Tomorrow is that thing that you've been working so hard to obtain. Tomorrow is that thing that drives you to get up every morning and hit the floor running. Tomorrow is that vision that you wrote years ago. Tomorrow is that plan you put together that is now sitting on a shelf in your house. Tomorrow is sitting on the dream slash vision board you put together the 1st of January. What is your tomorrow? Here's a quote from Oprah Winfrey. What you do today creates every tomorrow. What you do today creates every tomorrow. Now here is where we're going to get into what is your tomorrow. And the five ways 
you can find your way to your tomorrow. God wants us to be operating in our gifts. God wants us to be doing those things that things that he has called us to do because his he has need of you. When I was a teenager or back in church and we would go to YPW YPWW Young People's Willing Workers is what is called in the Church of God in Christ. And we had this song um oh god it, it just slipped my mind. Willing workers are needed. Willing workers are needed. Willing workers are needed in this holy way. So in the end, it was telling us that willing workers were needed in God's vineyard. But there are some things in the scripture that I want to share with you. Um, The one thing about this story, number one, the crowds, the cruds trusted a voice they were not familiar with. They trusted a child. And the Bible does say, and a child will lead them. We know there's a scripture for that. But the scripture that I'm I'm thinking about here is where it says, Trust in the Lord and lean not to your own understanding. It's Proverbs 3 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all... And it said, Trust in the Lord and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. A lot of us know the Lord, but do we really trust the Lord? Mm. Do we really trust the Lord? Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Do we really trust the voice of the Lord? Do you even know when the Lord is speaking to you? Do you have a relationship with him? To the point you know when it's his voice. I often hear people say, and we all probably have heard this. If you were in a crowd of people, let's say you're in the Walmart and your child got missing, got away from you. And you heard, mommy, mommy, you know, there are probably 50 mommies in the Walmart. Because that's where mommies like to go. They like to go to Walmart. I know in Hartsfield, that's like going to the mall. If you go to Walmart in Hartsfield, where I'm from, that's like going to the former Eastland Mall. East, um, yeah, Eastland Mall. That's what it's like when you go to the Walmart in Hartsfield. And you got a child that's missing and the child is saying, mommy, mommy. You're going to know when your child calls your name. They don't even... Adrian didn't have to say Lisa. He would say, Mommy, uh, Ma, I knew it was my son. And that's how it is when the when we trust in the Lord's voice. He knows our voice and we know his voice. So in the story, the family that had never been out during the daylight trusted a voice that they did not know. We need to learn how to trust God's voice when he's leading us in different places and he's telling us to move. Number two, they ventured to a place they had no knowledge of. So God is saying, we're going to tomorrow. And of course, they didn't know what tomorrow was. They just knew about today. 
and they had to travel during the night. So the fear, they had to get over the fear. And in the movie, the father was more fearful of the night than the children were because the children were excited about learning something new. As opposed to the father, he was stuck in his ways. How many of us are afraid to step out into the new? Um, this reminds me of the story of Abraham in Genesis 3 when God told him to leave, to leave the land of her. I'm going to put it up so we can um, talk about it intelligently. But he told him to, to leave. I need you to move and go to this other land. Let's see, Genesis 12. Yeah, Genesis 12. So let's go there. Genesis 12 and 1. He says, for you and... um." Sarah to go he said the Lord had said to Abram Abram at that time go from your country your people and your father's household to the land I will show you I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and we know Abram so Abram went as the Lord had told him and he took his nephew Lot along with him Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran he took his wife, Sarah, Sarah, his nephew, Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in, in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan and they arrived there. How many of us are willing just to pick up and follow someone that first God was a spirit, so he... He, he had a relationship with him and, and they would sit and sup and talk together. So he trusted God's voice. He did not question what God was telling him to do. How many of us are willing to trust a voice we don't really, really know and venture into a place we have no knowledge of? And when I look at movies... Especially like um, Marvel movies like X-Men or certain stories. I always try to find a spiritual meaning. And when I looked at this movie, I was like, wow, these these cave people trusted, number one, a child they didn't know out in the wilderness to take them to a land, travel during the dark, something they've never experienced before, to get to tomorrow, which they've never heard about. Wow, that's <laughs> like God saying, come on, you don't need to know the end. Just follow me. Just follow me. Number three, you got to get out of your comfort zone. Just here. Now, now let's talk about the children of Israel in Exodus three. We know Moses took them. They were on their way to the land of milk and honey. They left Egypt. Fussing, they were they wanted to leave, but once they got on their trip, they started fussing and, and kicking and fighting and, and throwing Moses under the bus. And him and his brother and his sister was trying to encourage the people, look, we're going someplace here. We're going someplace here. They they wanted to go back to what they were comfortable in doing. They wanted to go back to Egypt. <laughs> At least we had food there. And in the story, they learned how to create, how to make fires. They learned how to 
go out and eat and not eat it all at one time because they were gluttonies they would just gobble it all up because they didn't know there was a tomorrow how many of us do it all today not thinking about tomorrow not preparing even though the word of God says for us not to worry about tomorrow just like the ant he says, um, I take care of the birds in the air. So you know I'm going to take care of you. You have to trust. And then he also tells us to be like the ant and prepare for tomorrow. There is a tomorrow. What is your tomorrow? What is that thing you're sitting on? What is your tomorrow? Because we're going to leave our land. We're going to leave this spot that we're in. And go to some place that's better. When I bought my house, uh, I bought my house um, nineteen oh lord nineteen ninety four, and I had there was a f- excitement, but yet a fear of leaving an apartment and coming into a house with a mortgage. When I moved from Hartsville to Charlotte, there was a fear of leaving the country and coming to the big city i remember going uptown um, when ivy's was uptown and woolworth's was uptown it didn't have all the sky skyscrapers that we have today but coming from the country i felt like alice in wonderland because in hartsville we did not we and we still don't have skyscrapers you know i was in the city and i would just i just stood because i would ride the bus and i would look just look up town i was like wow where am i and i would not drive on the interstates because i wanted to just i I didn't want to embrace the fact that i was in a new land well obviously i've been here what 35 years now so this is definitely home to me and i'm not afraid anymore but just like in the story the crods was afraid they were afraid to go and get to the light what's holding you back from getting into the light what's holding you back from getting into the light I was listening to um, a podcast R.C. Blake and he was talking about how we need to have relationships with ourselves And that's what this podcast is about. It's about identifying that thing inside of you that's stopping you from going to where you want to go and where God has ordained for you to go. He says, you have to expect it. You have to see it. You have to say something to it. And you have to feel it. And we know the word says, uh, you have to write the vision And make it plain. So that they will see it and run with it. I think that's in Ecclesiastics. You have to write the vision and make it plain. Let me give it to you. Um, Write the vision. Make it plain. Write the vision. Make it plain. Let's get that scripture. Habakkuk. Habakkuk 2 and 2. The Lord said. Write down. The revelation and make it plain on tablets so that those that hear it may run with it. 
And sometimes that those that hear it is you yourself just reminding you of what it said you wanted to do. When I uh, wrote my first book, Smile, Show Up, Succeed Every Day, it started out with just um, <laughs> in a Word document where I, I took that and then I put it in publisher and I had two columns right and left page one page two printed it out stapled it together and I said this is going to be a book and this was almost four four years now four years ago and today I have written three books but it I wrote the vision and I saw it I I I I saw it I said something to it and it came to life. See it, say it, feel it. Sometimes you can't read your own writing. I was writing in the car. See it, say it, say something to it and feel it. Um, here's the other scripture, Proverbs 21 and 18. Let's go there. Proverbs 21. You have your Bibles. Let's go there. Proverbs. Y'all know when you come to the podcast, we're going to be studying the Bible. So let's go there. Proverbs says, write the vision and make it play. Proverbs 29 and 18. Yes. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. So if you don't have a vision, not only will you perish, but those that are attached to you will perish we don't want to live a life that's not fulfilling we don't want to live a life that's not glorifying God Um, the reason why we're here is to glorify God and to let his name be made great among the nations that's the only reason why we're here is to let the people know about God and we make him known by using our gifts By using our ministries, by using our voice, whatever that gift is he has um, given you, whatever that passion is that he's given you, whatever is the grace that he's given you to do it, it is to make his name great among the nations. So number one, we have to trust the voice of the Lord. Lean not to our own understanding and in all our ways acknowledge him in all that we do. We have to venture to a place that we don't have any knowledge of, which requires faith. Faith in God. There is no way when I moved to Charlotte and I moved to Charlotte with a with a husband. But after my divorce, I was here alone, just my son and I. So I had to really rely on the Lord to guide my steps through living in a city that I was new in and that everything was going to be okay and that I was going to be okay and that all my needs would be met. Not my wants, but my needs. Because we didn't have color TV. We didn't have cable. I had a car, I had a nice apartment, and I had a job, and God was taking care of us. So it's about what you need. I learned how to sew. I made me some skirts and some little tank tops, and I would go to the Goodwill and get my blouses. (laughs) But when God makes provisions for you, don't be shunning at how it comes. 
because he supplies us with what we need. Um, next thing you want to do is um, get out of your comfort zone. Don't get stagnant. Don't get, oh, I'm used to this. This is what I like. And I don't want to go anywhere else. I don't want to do anything else. And that's how we get stuck in jobs. We stay in positions that we're just comfortable with for whatever reason, because we know it and we have this fear of learning something new, especially when you get older, um, there is a fear of going into another career or something you've never done before. But I'm telling you, when God gives you the grace and the ability to retain information, there is nothing that you can't do when you put it in his hands. So we're not going to be like the children of Israel wanting to go back to where we came from. Because there is a land of milk and honey. And in the story, when they got to the light, when he got to the light, to tomorrow, he said, this is tomorrow. This is what we were traveling for. This is why I had to get you out of the cave. This is what I knew was on the other side. Sometimes we can be shopping and be like, I won't know what it looks like until I see it. When he saw that light, he said, this is tomorrow. And they were all excited about tomorrow. They never looked back. They, it, like Lot's wife. He, she looked back. She looked back at yesterday. She looked back at what she was leaving behind. God is taking us towards something that's greater than where we are today. We got to go for the light. We got to stay in the light. We ha he's ordering our steps every day, leading us and guiding us along the way. Lord, if you lead me, I will not stray. That's another one of those old songs the saints used to sing. He's guiding our steps. It is us to up to us is to have the faith, knowing he's taking us where we're supposed to be. Even if we get bit along the way, even if we get sunburned along the way, even if some things drop off along the way. And that's what, and in our journey, thank you, Holy Spirit, in our journey, things will drop off as you're walking. Things will begin to release. Things will begin to drop off that you don't need in this new season of your life. Things will begin to fall off because that's weight. That's weight that we don't need to be carrying around. God wants us to walk in his yoke. We talked about that earlier as well in one of our lessons. He wants us to walk in his yoke, in his, in his light. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely to us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God with our Father God. Wow. Jesus, who is the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross he knew the joy of being with his dad was set before him 
but he endured the journey getting to the throne of God. How many of us are willing to endure the journey to get to the light? Don't get weary in your well-doing, saints. Philippians 3 and 14 says, I press on toward the goal. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling, which is in God, Jesus Christ. English Standard Version says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We're pressing toward the mark. Don't stop pressing, guys. Don't stop pressing. God is, is releasing some things off of us. He said, not in, not in 2020, not this year, not in this season. I need you focused. Whatever it is you got going on that's distracting you, he needs you focused. Because tomorrow is on the other side of the cave. You got to come out of the cave. Get to the light. You're going to have to get your feet dirty. You're going to get your hands dirty. Your hair may need to be shampooed every other week. You may not have to, may not be able to go to get your nails done in this season. God had need, has need of the seed. Oh, oh yeah, this was good too. R.C. Blake said, uh, seeds generate a return. So when you sow, you demand on that seed. So when you're sowing your seeds and you're sowing love and you're sowing into your ministry, you demand. God says, try me now and see. Try me now and see. That's in Malachi. He's talking about giving back of the tithe. Try me now and see. Won't I give you back 100 fold? Life is about seed. Life is seeds. Every time you walk out your door, you're sowing seeds. Sow good seeds. Even if, now I know uh, everybody don't know about planting gardens and things like that, but there are some seeds that don't grow. And there are some seeds that will grow. You may sow one type of seed, but you reap something else. Remember, how you sow is going to be how you reap. Life is a field of sowing and reaping through this life. As we walk this journey from today to tomorrow, from darkness to light remember as you're sowing your seeds you're calling it out to bring forth because if you sow an apple you should reap an apple if you sow an orange you should reap an orange if i sow um hostage plants roses will not come up if i put a hostage bulb in the ground if I do a rosebud in the ground, then roses will come up. Sow what it is you want. And when you sow, look for it. What is faith? The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So every time we sow, we're sowing and believing. Just like in the story, God was like, come on, y'all. We're going to tomorrow. And this is the way because this right here is getting ready to be destroyed. And we will not get caught up in what Satan is trying to do. 
We won't get caught because God has something better for us on the other side. We just got to go through. The only way out is through. The only way out is through. Oh, God, thank you. The only way out is through. Wow. The only way out is through. Mm. So, guys, y'all can't get, you can't get weary in well-doing. You, you just can't. You can't stop. You can't stop. If God gave you a vision, my husband and I were talking um, this week uh, just about uh, our different our different ministries and um, how we were brought up. And, and, and some things, it's just not an option. Stopping is not an option. Giving up is not an option. You got to keep going. If God gave it to you, he's going to give you the provision and the strength to go through. You just got to go through. And the only way to get get out to the other side is to go through it. <laughs> there is no other way to get out. You got to go through. Y'all know I like watching, um, don't, don't laugh at me, but I like watching Naked and Afraid. I love watching things you know, where people have to, um, nature, anything related to nature and how they survive. And a lot of times, um, they have to go through caves. And come out on the other side. But you can't be fearful while out there. You got to have some kind of mental mindset. A renewing of the mind. To say, I ain't going to get through this. They're out there 21 days naked. And sometimes they are afraid. And I don't know what their walk with Christ is. But a lot of them, for the most part, they survive the 21 days. They survive. Are you able to survive 21 days? You don't have to stay 21 days. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. The morning determines that morning is as long as you decide to stay out here in the wilderness. So I say for you to put your trust in God. Don't give up on what he's given you to do. If you need to go back and revisit that vision, if you need to go back and write it over again, if you need to go back and, and tear it up and, and create something new, just get up off of the stool of do nothing, as my grandmother would say, and let's be about God's business because willing workers are needed. Maybe I'll title this willing workers are needed. I don't know. But we're getting from today to tomorrow as we work out our own soul salvation with fear and trembling. So what are our takeaways from today? Here we go. These are our takeaways. We have to trust the voice of God. We have to venture to a place that we don't have any knowledge of and trust that he is guiding our footsteps. We have to get out of our comfort zones. You have to do something different. Last week I mentioned I'm doing the same thing, expecting the same results. I know what it is now. It's called insanity. So we're not going to be operating in insanity. We're going to lean not to our own understanding. But in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct our path. We have to write the vision and we have to make it plain so that you can run with it. So that you can run with it. 
God has need of you. The world has need of you. There is someone listening. There is someone waiting for you to show up today. Let's go and get from today to tomorrow. Let's get into the light. And that light is Jesus Christ. If you don't know who Jesus Christ is, I offer Christ to you today. I offer the salvation that he, his life gave to us here on earth today. It is as simple as acknowledging that he is Jesus Christ. He died on the cross for your sin and rose on the third day so that you can have eternal life. That simple. Connect yourself with a Bible-based church where you can learn the things of God and learn how to walk this thing out. We call salvation. I pray this was helpful to you. Share this video. Share the podcast with someone. It's not all about likes. and But when the word is good and rich, it's just like a good restaurant. Restaurant You want to share it with someone else. And the word of God is good and it is rich. Let's close out in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day, Father God. And we just honor your name. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your son, Jesus, Father. We thank you, oh God. We just thank you for cleaning us up, oh God. We just thank you for opening our eyes and our ears to hear what you have. We thank you for giving us the grace to operate in the many gifts that you have here on earth for us. Lord, we ask that you encourage those that may have fallen short and who have doubted what they are here to do we ask that you encourage their hearts and let them know the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few that you need them out here in the highways in the byways in the hedges compelling men and women to come and come back to you we thank you today for your love. We thank you, Father, for your grace. I thank you for just giving me a voice. Well, I am not ashamed of who you are. I will not be ashamed of the gospel. Never again will we be silent about who you are. We just thank you for the rest of this week that we're going to have. Just put your heads of protection over us. Be with the bereaved families, Lord. Give them strength, oh God. Be with those that are going through family members that have been murdered. Lord, encourage their families. Let them know that you're with them and that you've not forgotten them. We ask that you be with the hungry ones, the ones that are under the bridge, oh God. Touch their hearts. Give them hope on today. Give them hope on today. Our hope is in you, Lord Jesus. And we just love and we just thank you for all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now go and finish out your week. Make it beautiful. And remember to smile, show up, succeed every day. A centered soul is a centered mind. Thank you for listening to the Finding Peace Within podcast with Lisa L. Dalton. You can find me on Instagram at Lisa Wilson Dalton. You can follow me on Facebook at Lisa Wilson Dalton. And follow me on Twitter at I am Lisa L. Dalton. 
I even have a website, findingpeacewithin.org, where you can read some of my blogs, you can find the books that I've written, and even some of the workout videos that I've created. Until next time, remember to find peace within. A centered soul is a centered mind.